Hello and welcome to the Bottom Bins Extra. We're taking a little bit of a break from our regular scheduled broadcasting of the World Cup because two news stories broke last night that we just could not talk about. This is going to be on our new YouTube channel, the Bottom Bins Extra. And this is the first instalment. Like I said, two, two news stories broke very late last night. Number one, Cristiano Ronaldo has left Manchester United through mutual agreement. And number two, the Glazers are exploring the opportunity of possibly selling Manchester United. So this will be an exclusively Manchester United podcast. Um, some of you might be groaning there, going, oh, here we go again, Man United. But, but we'll have to talk about This it. has yeah, to be to. talked about. Yeah. These, these yeah. are the two biggest stories that had to be covered. Personally, myself, I'm a bit heartbroken with the Ronaldo situation. This is my idol, and he's really let me down over the, over the, the last few weeks. Um, his performance is just not good enough. The interview, not good enough. And now... Leaving, uh, leaving like this is just it's the second time in my lifetime he's broke my heart mm-hmm. yeah. so I believe that the interview is the biggest reason as to why he has been moved on so Orrin I'm going to come to you first I'm going to come with the, the, the biggest quote I feel betrayed by Man United I have no respect for Eric Ten Hag obviously that was all over the newspapers that was the, the headline that was yeah. the takeaway from the interview how do you broach or how do you interpret quotes like that. Well, I like you, I'm heartbroken by this situation. Whenever this interview came out, and we've seen the clips of it before the interview was even fully released, um, I was angry at Ronaldo, as I have been quite a lot this season. It's a recurring trend because his attitude hasn't been there this season. Yeah. To say he has no respect at all for our manager is disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful, in my opinion. I understand, and we're going to get into this interview a bit more. I understand he has his reasons for wanting out of Manchester United. I understand that. And look, I have to agree with him. He should leave Manchester United, and, and now he has. But to say he disrespects the manager, I don't know. In any job, if you say you disrespect your manager, fair enough. If you think that, do not come out publicly and say that. It shows a lack of respect for the manager, of course, but it also shows a lack of respect for his teammates. And to me, the fans, he keeps saying he loves the fans. But if you're publicly coming out and disrespecting your club and disrespecting the people who work in that club, there's something wrong there. Like, um, Especially for Ronaldo, who's, who's known for being a professional and a role model for everybody. Um, I don't know. Uh, that quote in particular really annoyed me. Like... That just shows some class. There's like, no coming back from that. No, Once you lose, not. so you have no respect for the manager. There's no way. He knew what he was doing with this interview. Yeah. He knew. He I'm knew leaving this, this club. The World out. Cup's coming up. I'm leaving this club. And uh, yeah, heartbroken as well, lads. You know, an absolute hero. His first spell of the club was unbelievable. I actually understood some of the reasons he left the club. You know, he wanted to go back. He wanted to go to Spain. He wanted to play for Real Madrid. But uh, yeah, just, just can't believe it, like. Yes, uh, you know the second time in, in our lifetimes that this, yeah. this this thing has happened. You know, at least with the first time, it won it all with Man United, yeah. and yeah. you could understand the wanting to go to Real Madrid. It, that was that, no problem with that. He even stayed like an extra year. He did. We promised I'll stay another year, and then we'll let you go. And, and they did it. So. Yeah. And look, they got a world record fee for him at the time, yeah. so yeah. it's not as if the club suffered because of Ronaldo leaving. They got a good investment. They managed to to still keep winning trophies without Ronaldo anyway for the next few years. So it's not as if it was un, 
on sour terms as such, even though I have to admit at the time, like every Monday night of Jersey I ever owned, it was always Ronaldo yeah. in the back. Like I was like it it hurt as a kid whenever Ronaldo left. It really, really did because you knew like all I watched was Monday United. So mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna get to see Ronaldo again really because I didn't watch Real Madrid. Yeah. Um so it wasn't until sort of later on in my teenage years that I started rewatching like Ronaldo again and mm-hmm. seeing him in the likes of the Champions, Champions League, League and yeah. you know, that they were the only real opportunities I got to see Ronaldo again. So obviously when he when he came back and he made the return it was it was a fairy tale, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like I said in, in our podcast a couple of weeks ago, like I really was I like I did believe we were gonna win the league mm-hmm. last year. I thought our squad was more than good enough to go yeah. and compete for the league. Um obviously it didn't turn out that way. So in the eighteen months that, that he's been back at Man United Lads, what's your overall verdict or your overall assessment of how Ronaldo's return? Well, it's been per he was brought in, as you said, to win a league, to win a trophy. He done none of that. Hmm. Last season, he did score eighteen league goals. Fair enough, it's a good return. It's not Cristiano Ronaldo levels. It's not a Premier League winning striker mm-hmm. levels. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree with that. Too. I disagree. Yeah, I, I don't think his return was poor. Yeah. I think this season has been poor, but last season Ronaldo and the was, team around him, the team did around not him, play yeah. well. So for him to exceeded expectations, yeah. of that age. was the worst performing yeah. Man United squad in years. And he was probably the best player. And he was the best player. Yeah, under so, three different managers. I think this season you could definitely look at that. Uh, I've seen he's only scored one Premier League goal. He scored two goals in Europa League against Sheriff. Yeah. And seeing some of the quotes, I'm sure we'll get on to it, you know, there's a bit of delusion there. Yeah. It's like, if you got better players around me, then I could just um, do better. So he's just blaming others kind of thing. Yeah. But I think last season, you couldn't argue that he, yeah. he played well. Goals, six Champions League goals. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he was bad and it was a bad return, but of a player that was brought in, of Cristiano Ronaldo's calibre, was brought in to win you the Premier League, scoring 25, 26 goals a season. That's the facts of it. It was a poor United team, but they had the players, so obviously, and they still have the players, and they've had the players for a couple of years now, so there's obviously something internally not ready United. But does that not show you something as well? If they've had this, if they've had these same players for the last few years, and we keep talking about them being world class players, they're clearly not. No, they're clearly I, not I, up to it. I don't think they were title contenders. To be honest, I think him coming back, kind of. Even me, I was a bit delusional. I was like, we could be title contenders, but when you look at that squad compared to like City and Liverpool, mm. it was not up to scratch. Like I understand that. it from the start of something. Like St. Jean Sancho, Rafael Varane and Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. I thought as well we should be winning the Premier League. But we're, say- we're saying Cristiano Ronaldo was not part of our plan. That summer we had our targets. Yeah. We got our targets. Cristiano Ronaldo became available. He was going to go to Manchester City. Only reason he came to United is because Sir Alex Ferguson called him, and Ronaldo said this, Sir Alex Ferguson called him and said, Cristiano, you can't go to City. And he said, okay, boss, I'll follow my heart. Yeah. And he went back to Manchester United. He kind of forced our hand as well. He forced our hand. And obviously, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, the fairy tale, everything. Yeah. Of course, it's it was the best thing for Man United at the time. It looked phenomenal. It was movie-like. Yeah. We were talking about, like whenever he signed, we were talking about the last dance, remember the... The Michael Jordan Michael one. Jordan. Yeah. We were talking about, oh, what if they do the last dance? Cristiano Ronaldo at Manchester United. He ends up winning the Premier League. But Even in the Champions League, he was our best performer too. Yeah. The big goals he scored got us the last 16. You know, I don't think you can argue last but year. But I do understand, like I understand you saying it's a poor signing because it didn't fit the project. Yeah. And in my opinion, the, the signing of Ronaldo, even though he performed on Rio, was part of the reason 
that Oli Gunnar Solskjaer got sacked because he had his plan, in my opinion. Not everybody's going to agree with that, of course. But I do understand to the extent that he was brought in to win a Premier League and he didn't. But for I, I, I don't think it was a poor return for Ronaldo, last season at least. Well, another thing that he, that he went on to say in the interview with Piers Morgan is, and I'll, I'll quote this verbatim here, At United, the progress has been zero, in my opinion. To compare with Real Madrid, even Juventus, they follow the rest of the world. So the technology, especially in terms of training, nutrition and conditioning, eat properly and recover better than before, surprised me. Manchester right now, to compare with that club, I think it's behind in my opinion, which is something that surprised me. A club of this dimension should be at the top of the tree in my opinion, and they're not, unfortunately. They're not in that level. But I hope in the next years they can reach that level. I don't know what's going on, but since Sir Alex Ferguson left, I saw no evolution in the club. The progress has been zero. Connor, something like that's quite damning, really, to hear. Yeah. Basically what he's saying there is United are 10, 15 Stuck in the years yeah, yeah. behind the top clubs in Europe. I think it's there to be seen. That, that, that is the case. I think so it's, would, it's, you, would you agree with that? I, that, I would opinion? agree with that. Even if you look at the stadium, you know, there's been no restructuring. or they're not, The Glazers are not putting money back into the club. Mm-hmm. It's obvious to see. And we are far behind even. like I know we do get a few players through the academy and stuff, but I've seen Man City there put £160 million into the academy. Like United are not doing that. Uh, I think Ronaldo's right in that aspect. Um, about the club, it, it is falling behind. And you can even see that in the performances. Like against... Like, you know, like we're miles behind City, mm-hmm. Liverpool, you know, Arsenal, even Spurs have a new stadium. It's, I think he is right in that respect. Yeah, and he's right to come out and say that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, about the club. Yeah. About the club, yeah. And or and then obviously you know, look that that coming from possibly the greatest player of all mm-hmm. time. Talking about the biggest club in the world. Yeah. How does that sit with you then as a Man United fan? I agree as well. He's been all over the world. He's been to the top top clubs in the world so he knows if anybody knows he knows what the facilities should be like Mm -hmm. he's kept his physique the way he is even still at 37 he's kept his fitness and all like that because he's had the best facilities the best training and if he thinks he's getting the exact same training he got when he stumbled to Manchester the first time Mm -hmm. that's awful there's no development in the club at all but they were saying even like you know they're not even putting money into you know even you know, stats and stuff like that. Like at yeah. Real Madrid and Juventus, he's been at the biggest clubs in the world and mm-hmm. that is what they're doing. They're trying to improve their players. Mm-hmm. I think at United, that's just not happening. Yeah. And well, we're falling behind. I think it's, it's one of those ones where I appreciate, you know, this interview was definitely used as a way to get, get out. out so he could say realistically what he wanted to say. And, you know, when he makes points like this, I do feel like he had the betterment of the club in mind. And I, I feel like it's right for someone of his calibre to call out that mm-hmm. kind of thing. However, the thing that's just sitting bad with me is the timing of the interview. Mm-hmm. The person yeah. the interview was conducted with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pierce Morgan never challenged him on anything. No. Yeah, no. 100%. He didn't challenge him. You know, the funny thing was, and I seen a tweet, um, when he did the interview with Meghan Markle, he was quick to challenge her mm-hmm. when she made mm-hmm. points about racism in the royal family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yet he can sit and let Ronaldo rant on for mm-hmm. 80 minutes about the state of Man United mm-hmm. yeah. because he's an Arsenal fan and he's happy to hear that Man United's in the mud. It was a best interview. Ab- absolutely. It was just a setup. Everything was a setup. Exactly. You know, even yeah. that question about yeah, just, uh, what's better, being a, a bit, or what, have you got more followers or money? You know, yeah. it's just, oh, it's just mm-hmm. disgusting, yeah. really. So, to me, look, I understand and I agree something like that should be called out because Man United need to be held, held accountable at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. We're paying fans. <laughs> me and you try and get to Old Trafford at least twice a year. Mm-hmm. Like, 
we we pay money to get over there and, and to watch the team, yeah. Yeah. buy uh, the jerseys, buy the jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> like what I spent one hundred and twenty pound in the club shop mm-hmm. last year getting my Ronaldo jersey. Like, mm-hmm. but I had that money set aside because I was that excited. Like, I wanted to get my heroes jersey. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's all that was. But you know, I'm glad that he's he's pointed that out because the Glazer family do need to be held accountable yeah. for. The absolute disdain they're doing Man United, to be completely honest, and you know, match paying fans de- deserve to know this kind of thing. Yeah. So the fact that we, that he's saying we're probably 10, 15 years behind Real Madrid, Juventus, yeah. you know, that means we are still stuck think, in the Fergie era. I think we knew that already, but it takes the player to come out and say and it and actually say yeah. it. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Where's his intentions? Because he's leaving now. Is you know. Yeah, it's it, like that's that's the only thing I would question. Yeah. Is his intentions good? Or is he just saying it just to, oh, I can blame them yeah. and uh, I'll yeah. get the fans on side? Yeah. I understand that. Like, yeah. Is it just you know an excuse yeah. um, because I'm leaving the club now and I'm going to put every every problem that I've had here solely on the club? Mm-hmm. And he didn't say it last year. No. You know, he's he said didn't. it now when he knows he's going to yeah. leave. He knew when he done this interview, it was over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was not coming back. Yeah. So yeah, I do. Do you know what? Like, I'm interested to hear your opinion, Owen, because you're not a United fan. Like, we, we can all agree. We've supported Man United all our life, so we... Need, like as you said, the fans need to hear that. Yeah. yeah. So Owen, as a non-United fan, how like, what do you think about Ronaldo coming out and slating the club's facilities? Well, I feel if in the interview Ronaldo had just went after the hierarchy of United and left Ten Hag and stuff out of it and the big, uh, gotcha quotes of uh, I'm being betrayed. Yeah. I have no respect. He'd be held in a lot different light. I think United fans would nearly respect him a wee bit more. Yeah. Because it is clear to see that something internally is wrong in Manchester United. Like, they've had transfer windows. They've, as you said, they brought in like uh, Sancho, Varane, they brought in Casemiro this year. Big players, mm-hmm. and they're not gelling. So it's not a talent issue. There's clearly something, and it's probably not a managerial issue either because they've been through so many managers. Yeah. Yeah. If it gets to the point, if the manager keeps failing it's probably not the manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's clearly something structurally not right in United. If it is the train facilities or the way they, the way they look after stats or tra- uh, nutrition, gym work, whatever it is, there's something clearly not right there. So bringing that to light, it's probably good for Ronaldo. It shows something, but as you want, said earlier on, Connor, what are the intentions? What's his goal of mm-hmm. saying this stuff? Because... Cristiano Ronaldo knew going in that interview he wasn't going to play for United again. Yeah. yeah, he didn't want. He wanted to be away in the summer. Yeah, he didn't get away in the summer. Um, it wasn't working out the way he wanted. And he, he's just he probably just sitting there and goes, "I want out." Yeah. So how am I going to go out with a bang? And this it's kind of like the fantasy everybody has when they're working for a boss in the office and they want to go in and go, uh, you and walk out the front door yeah. And, yeah. and never never come back. It was kind of probably like that. So it comes back. Did he, does he want United to improve as a club? Or did he want just want to make as big a splash as possible and burn as many bridges yeah, as possible yeah. and get out? Yeah, that's the thing. Now, in terms of the comments then on our Ten Hag, again, boys, filter in here. The coach didn't have respect for me, so this is why the relationship, it's in that way. He keeps saying in the press that he come to me like blah, 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 but that is the only for the press, 100%. If you don't have respect for me, I'm never going to have respect for you. Now, I have seen a lot of football pundits and I, I, I love watching um, Rio Ferdinand's YouTube channel, Vibe with Five, and every week of this season, he has consistently come out and said, 
Ronaldo's in the right because Ten Hag's obviously not sat him down behind closed doors and had a proper conversation to tell him what his role was going to be this year. I find that very hard to believe because if you recount um, accounts from some of Ten Hag's old players that played from at Ajax, etc., they all say one thing. Man management, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Always had that ability to sit, honest. to sit players down and have an open and honest conversation with them and tell them exactly what their role was going to be within a squad. So I struggle and find it hard to believe that that conversation wasn't had with Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Surely that would have been top of his agenda. Yeah. Save him. I am save him. Yeah. I wrote a blog for the Bottom Mids website. Check it out. And it was my personal feelings on the Ronaldo situation. This was before the full interview was even released. And obviously this quote had already came out. I do not understand... How you expect to be respected by someone if all summer all you have done is leak stories to the press about how you want to leave the club, how you don't want to play for the club. His Instagram showed it all as well. He wasn't putting photos with the club's logo and all in it. He didn't return to pre-season. Look, we know the reason why he didn't return to pre-season. Yeah. But how do you expect to be respected by your manager if you're telling him basically through someone else as well... I'm not willing to give you 100%. I don't want to be here. Yeah. That's not showing respect to someone. And he's saying, like the GAA motto is, you give respect, you get respect, get, give respect, get respect. He's not giving respect. So why should he get respect? And Ten Hag is a professional. As you said, all, all his players say, he's, he's the number one man management guy. Mm -hmm. like he, he's it. If he... <laughs> Ronaldo does think he's bigger than this manager. He thought he was bigger than Oli Gunnar Solskjaer because he played with Solskjaer and Solskjaer was a sub whenever he played for him. Yep. He didn't respect him as manager. I know he's saying he does. He didn't. Didn't respect Ralph either. Didn't respect Ralph Rangnick. No. Fair enough, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but didn't respect Oli Gunnar Solskjaer who was building something at United in my opinion. How... I, uh, I'm, I'm fuming. Uh, yeah. He doesn't respect Eric Ten Hag and I'm fuming. He's Look. your manager. It doesn't matter what your personal thing is. No, with him. Respect right. him. He's been leaking to the press like he's looking to leave. He wanted Champions League football. Yeah. It was obvious he wants yeah. Champions League football. Mm -hmm. And I, I do believe Ten Hag did tell him. That this, like, I think Ten Hag would have got rid of him if they could have got a replacement in or somebody could have Aye, so if they taken had him. Bought somebody, but nobody yeah. wanted him. His, his wages demands were crazy mm -hmm. and you know bonuses and stuff like that. So I think this is the only way he thinks, oh, I can get out I of here because out. nobody's going to take him unless it's maybe... Newcastle or something. I don't know, but I think uh, he was leaking all year. Oh, I want Champions League football, Champions League football in the summer, and he didn't get his way, and now he's just threw the toys out of the pram. Well, look, I'll break down the incidents that we've had this year, and then we can talk through these incidents. So, number one, uh, pre-season. Ronaldo didn't turn up to pre-season. Now, look, his daughter was sick. Yeah. That has been openly talked about. And it's the priority. And that's the priority. Yeah, but what I noticed on pre-season was... Ten Hag never communicated that to the media. So that makes me think then, did Ten Hag even know what was going on with Ronaldo at that stage? I think that's him showing respect because but it's, not probably, it's, it's not his place to it's say it. It's not his place to say it, so keep it behind closed doors. Yeah, fair, fair. It, it did just make me wonder, you know, like I wonder has Ronaldo even said to the manager? I would say he did. I, I would say, say the manager yeah, yeah. knew. It's just, it's not his But you might be right. He might not have said exactly what was wrong. He, he might have just have said, said, it's a personal issue. Yeah. I can't come in. Yeah. But then the club said they respected that and they and allowed that. And that was fine. Yeah. Right, so look, that, that was issue number one. And look, we we here, we understand, you know, look, family is far more important than yeah. football. And that, yeah. that comes first before any... Especially what Ronaldo has already been through. Been through, through. Yeah. Yeah. exactly, this year. So look, that came first. So that's no issue. Yeah. 
But then we had the preseason game against Rayo Vallecano. And the cameras solely focused on Ronaldo being back at United after openly basically telling the world or leaking to the world because you know he didn't actually come out and say it but leaking to the world that I want to go and play Champions League football I don't want to be at this football club you know even though he knew from May that Man United weren't going to be in the Champions League (laughs) maybe even earlier than that so this had all come out very late in the window plays against Rayo Vallecano plays 45 minutes doesn't play particularly well there's a water break in that first half Ten Hag calls the team over he's given instructions out like a good manager would do Ronaldo looks so disinterested. He's, he's looking at Ten Hag with a side eye. He's shrugging the shoulders and uh, well, well, mm-hmm. doing all this carry on. Ten Hag takes him off. Now, there were two players involved in this incident. He and Diogo Dallo then left the stadium early and drove home. Ten Hag said, I'll address that. It was addressed, but there was no formal punishment. So he gave them one chance. Yeah. Next issue. He's on the bench. He's disgruntled. You can see every time the cameras point or, or ponder over to him, he's sitting with a face on. He's not a bit happy. We have the Manchester City game. He doesn't come on in that game. Ten Hag comes out and says that's out of respect for Ronaldo's career. He didn't want to bring him on when the game was already over and we had been beaten. Following game against Spurs, he's on the bench again. He's asked to come on in the 80... It's one of the 80 minutes in anyway. It's where we're at the 80th minute of the stage. We're comfortable, we're cruising. But I think if Ronaldo comes on, we can maybe get a third goal. Yeah. We could look to kill the game off completely. He refuses to come on. Openly refuses to come on and then walks down the tunnel before the game's even ended. And the funny thing about that game was uh, when the players come back to the dressing room, a lot of the quotes that were coming out where we didn't even realise he was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't even realise he was missing. That, that's damning. Yeah. But he knew what he was doing. But though. he knew what he was at. Because... You know, the team had just played well, 1-2-0. It's the Ronaldo show. Yeah. Selfish. Like. Following incident then, we have this interview. So it has been a string of things that has led up in this period from about July, when pre-season started, till now, till mm-hmm. he has effectively left Manchester United. Mm-hmm. We have had a string of incidents. Oh, and I'll come to you on this one. Look, obviously you're a Celtic fan. Yeah. If this was Haksabanovic acting this way, what what are you thinking to yourself? How how is this going down with you then? Get rid of him. Yeah. Simple as that. Like Ronaldo has come back. He didn't want to be there in the summer. He didn't get away, and for the past three or four months, uh, he's been engineering how do I get out of this situation I'm in? How do I leave this club because I don't want to be here? And obviously, he's finding the best route is to get himself sacked. Really, yeah. just to yeah. blow dodge. Um, it comes back to giving respect and getting respect like if you can't sit there for 10 minutes at the end of the game and watch the end of the game like there is countless people who would kill to get 5 minutes on a Premier League football pitch in a United shirt yeah. nah don't want to do it why, why you saw me on now it's disrespectful to me it's not You're, you weren't starting simply due to the fact you aren't performing yeah. um, he's not bringing you on for the crack He's a Premier League manager. He can put his own ego aside and do what's best for the team. As you said, he wanted to kill the game, bring on Ronaldo for the counter-attack. He'll be able to get uh, score goals. That's what he is. He's a goal scorer, but he hasn't been a goal scorer this season. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's not playing. It's just turn around your manager and go, no, and then walk down the tunnel. It's just the height of disrespect. And you can't then go on to Pierce Morgan and go, I don't respect him because he mm-hmm. doesn't respect me. No, he doesn't respect you. And maybe he does respect you. 
But if he doesn't respect you, he doesn't respect you because Ronaldo, you don't respect him. Mm -hmm. And that's the simple, plain facts of the matter of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I want to talk about that Rio Villacano incident. Mm -hmm. My brother was at that game. Yeah. And he said when the players came out for their warm up, all they heard was boo. Now, Sky Sports said it was sue, but he said no, absolutely no chance. It was boo. Every time Ronaldo got in the ball, it was boo. And I distinctly remember at the very start of that game, Ronaldo and whoever our left back was, I think it was Luke Shaw, they played one two passes. No, it was Garner. It was him Garner. and Garner. Yeah. They played one two passes, I think four times. Yeah. Right in front of Erickton Hag. And Ted Hag was screaming at him, Why are you doing that? Go forward, turn around. There was nobody on him. Nobody on him. And he could have turned around. And that shows to me Ten Hag's winning mentality because that was a pre season friendly. Mm -hmm. That was Ronaldo's only pre season friendly. And he was doing that right in front of the manager. And then he disrespected the manager by not listening to his team talk. Ronaldo made his motives very, very clear in his first pre season game. This was before the season even got started. And then he obviously left the stadium. Yeah. I don't know, he's, he's disappointed us. Like, like Connor, last year we went to see United versus Atlanta in the Champions League. Mm. Atlanta, two goals up. We come back, win 3 2, 82nd yeah. minute header from Cristiano Ronaldo. The ecstasy in Old Trafford was insane. Crazy. The atmosphere was ridiculous. We've seen our childhood hero score that. Mm -hmm. And to me, like, that was one of the best moments of my life, celebrating that mm. with my friends. And with the entire stadium. And I just think Ronaldo, for no better word, has shit on the fans. Yeah. The point he would make, though, is the City game, wouldn't he? He would say, why did you not put me on the City game, but you put me on the Spurs game? That's mm -hmm. the point he would make. And I see his point a bit, but it's just obviously his, his previous incidents. Like, it's, that wasn't just a one-off. Like, that's, no. that's been going on. And All he just he honestly does think he's bigger than the club. Yeah. You read in that interview, it's just... But then he, he has got that mentality and that mentality has made him one of the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. But he needs to realise now he is 37. He was He's going to have to play a different role. Yeah. Like wherever he goes, he isn't going to be... Like if he goes to Real Madrid, say, for six months, he probably won't start every game. If he went to Chelsea, he wouldn't start every game. He just needs to realise now, 37, of a different role. Yep. I need to help the team in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was just... It was just it's just been a, a disaster, to be honest. So these quotes here are about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and his relationship with, with Solskjaer. And I think it's an interesting take on because obviously the Man United managerial job since Fergie left has been one of just torment and chaos, really. But I find these quotes to be quite interesting because I actually didn't really think his relationship with Solskjaer was all that great, mm -hmm. to be honest. And I'm going to be completely honest as well. I don't really think Solskjaer wanted him. I don't really think so. If, like, if... If Solskjaer had the final say on that, I don't think Ronaldo would have been but back. Do you think they were like kind of poly, probably? So it's just like a, maybe probably let him. It wasn't like walk all over him, but he yeah. probably let him away with a few with things. things. Yeah. Well, look, this is what he said anyway. He says, "I love Solskjaer. I think he was a top person because what I keep inside my heart, it's the heart of the person. And Ollie for me is a top person. It's hard. It's hard to assume the role after Sir Alex Ferguson, but I think he did a good job for sure. You need much more time, but I never doubt that he is going to be a good coach in the future." But it was a good experience. It, I was so pleased to work with him, even if it was only for a short period of time. Yeah. Now, I don't really know how to how to take that because ultimately I look at him as the biggest reason why Ali was sacked. Because it seemed as though he couldn't Ali couldn't handle the the world class superstar. You know, the out and out world yeah. class 
mega footballer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he was a big reason as to why Ollie was being sacked. Or and I completely agree with you. I loved Ollie, mm-hmm. and I actually thought Ollie was building towards something. Mm-hmm. You know, Ollie was building a young team, a team that was playing some lovely counter-attacking football. Yes, it's maybe not the style that Man United are used to mm-hmm. playing. You know that this domination football that we talk about today. But <laughs> I, I watched some games under Ollie, and we were good. Yeah. We were really, really good at times. Clinical. Very it was clinical. more the, but the big games we were good in against like cities and all, but it wasn't the home games and we stuff. Stopped, was, I, sometimes we did struggle. Yeah. We, we always struggled to break down a low block under Ollie. Yeah. But I still think Ronaldo is one of the biggest reasons why, why Ollie was sacked. And, Agreed. you know, it does sort of. The, the question I would ponder to you, Oren, is look, let's say Ronaldo never came to United. Is Ollie still in the job, do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, see, I do too. Do you yeah. think that? I, I do. do. Yeah. I don't know. I so, think Edison Cavani would have had a much bigger role at Man United. I don't think Cavani was as injured as was made out last year. That's just my opinion. And I thought under uh, Ali, he was class. And I remember whenever, around the time of when Ronaldo signed, obviously it was late in the transfer window, I remember us looking at a couple of midfielders, and in particular defensive midfielders. Yeah. Um, and we were, which was obviously what we, we needed, needed for years. Um, like now we've got Casemiro, and I'm buzzing with that to mm-hmm. be honest. But I remember him looking at them and Fabrizio Romano saying, "United have an eye on one or two centre defensive midfielders." Next day, Ronaldo's going to Manchester City. A few hours later, no, here we go, Man United. Ronaldo's going to Man United. Yep. That was the end yeah. of our transfer business, end of our transfer budget. I think he changed. Uh, it, he wasn't an Ali signing. No. Ollie did not authorise that sign and that was all the board. And I think Ronaldo would tell you on himself. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously uh, Sir Alex Ferguson's decision. I think he just changed Ollie's whole style uh, of play because he had to fit everything around Ronaldo. He came, like we only signed him for what, 12 million or something, but I seen this morning, he was on 750,000 a week in his first year at United. He was only, and he was on 580,000 this year because we didn't make Champions yeah, League football. Like, yeah. yeah. £750,000 a week, you have to play that one. If you don't, and you're Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, who, yes, isn't. I, I That's the thing I was going to say, though. Do you think we're in a better position now with Ten Hag, though? Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's what I'm saying. That's the only thing about Ollie that I didn't like was that sometimes the way we played football. I know the counter attacking can work, but some of them games we looked dreadful. Mm-hmm. So I think with Ten Hag, we've got a bit more front foot football. Yeah. I, I think, think we're in a better position. position. Yeah. But I do understand your point. I do agree that Ronaldo coming in just absolutely ruined. Solskjaer had an idea. He probably thought, I'm going to get, what was it, Varane, Sancho, and he probably wanted a CDM. Yeah. And that just went out the window because you had to pay Ronaldo. Yeah. Was it like 750 grand a week? Yeah. Well, look, but, is, you know. because Ten Hag's sort of an outsider to the club, and this is his first time coming into the club, I think he was able to sort of stamp down his authority yeah. a little bit more yeah. and push to Ronaldo that... I'm the manager here. He's handless. That's what I was going to say. Perfectly. Yeah, like, yeah. He's saying, look, you're not going to walk all over me. Yeah. Whereas I, I do Ollie agree with you, Connor. Yeah, I think over. maybe Ollie yeah. was a bit more pally with him and probably yeah. did let him get He was in a bad position, though, Ollie, because he probably he played with him, obviously. He yeah. knew Ronaldo, so yeah. he's probably like, oh, I don't want to ruin that relationship. Him, yeah. Well, Ten Hag's just like, do you know what? This is my job. This is my, my club yeah. now. I'm going to make the decision. And we've seen it quite a lot under Ollie. I mean, uh, who was it with could be by? Well, could have been anybody in the Premier League <laughs> But we got beat by someone and Ollie went into the press. And I think it was either Luke Shaw or Maguire had said something. And uh, Ollie said, oh, did they? He didn't know they'd said this in the press. Something bad towards the team's side of play in that game. I can't remember exactly who it was. Um, I think it was Maguire. I think it was, oh, did he? 
and then Elise, like, who was always smiling and cheery in the press, even when we lost, like four 0 Yeah, we were fantastic. Fantastic, Manchester United went back. And then, yeah, he would always be smiling. They said, "Oh, what do you think about Maguire's comments or something?" And he goes, "Oh, did he actually say that?" He goes, "Oh, didn't know that then." And he stopped the interview. Did he? Yeah. So that shows to me that he let players walk yeah. all over. Yeah. The other thing is as well, Ronaldo's like, "Oh, he's such a nice guy." Everybody knows he's a nice guy. Yeah. But does that make him a great manager? Holy. You know, <laughs> that doesn't make him a great manager. But you know what? I like. I agree with Ronaldo in the sentiment that I do think Ole will be a good coach. Yes, right. And I do think there's a job. There's definitely a job in football for yeah, him. Like, yeah. you know, I don't see a reason why he couldn't come back to the Premier League someday yeah, and, and coach a team because, like that that style of football that he played, it's not outdated. Yeah. You know, no, and he too. showed it was effective. Like, you know, we, we beat teams like Man City, we beat teams like Arsenal. You know, we, we beat Spurs. You know, we beat the big boys under Ole, mm-hmm, and yeah. quite convincingly at times. Mm-hmm. So, Andy had Pep's number. He did. Man City fans mightn't like to hear that, but he definitely had Pep's yes. number. But Pep won the big stuff, so. Yeah, doesn't matter, lad. Ollie had his number, lad. Ollie, Ollie wins the Ollie versus Pep trophy, lad. Yeah, Ollie well, was look, three years. He's three years at United. He's got that in the CV. Yeah, any club in the world, well, most smaller teams, especially most smaller teams in the Premier League, will look at Ollie as a serious manager. Oh yeah, it's just fans around the world who see Ollie as a clown. I'm sorry, you're not a clown if you manage Manchester United for three years. Mm-hmm. He's put in a tough position as well. Tough position. The same as a clown because the media portrayed him as a clown. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing that is in English football is the media pick their sides very quickly. Yeah, and it's very hard to change yeah. those sides. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And all he took fault because he's such a nice guy. He yeah. was taking yeah. the fall. Mm-hmm. He was like, "It's my fault, not the players." Mm-hmm. And like that's the thing, you know, sometimes it was the players. When Ronaldo had a bad performance, like it wasn't Ronaldo's fault; it was Ollie's fault. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, why is that fair to blame that on a manager, you know? know. The manager doesn't go out and kick the football for the boys. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to put the manager's plan into action. Saying that, though, I could do with Holly here in January. We need a striker. (laughs) (laughs) I take Solskjaer back, no one. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, look, two questions just to finish off this Ronaldo segment. Number one, where does Ronaldo go next? I guess a tough question, because, like, who will want him? It's going to be dependent on, like, his wages and all that, but... Like, who's going to want them? They're saying Newcastle, maybe, but Newcastle are playing so well. They've got the team unity. They're on the front foot. Wilson up top is playing really well. He presses from the front. Ronaldo's not going to do that. No. I don't understand that either. Uh, they're saying MLS, but then he wants Champions League football, so mm-hmm. he probably wants to go... He probably, his dream is like a PSG or Real Madrid come in and say, six months, there you go. Yeah. But I think, it's all, I think it is going to be dependent. We're going to have to wait and see the World Cup, because if he goes out and he performs... I think somebody will come in and yeah. get him. Mm-hmm. Because say he goes out and scores five or six goals, mm-hmm. plays well, I think Madrid or somebody or PSG might just risk it and say, do you know what, we'll play we'll it for play six it. months. Mm-hmm. I think he will have a good World Cup as well. Yeah, I yeah. do think he's going to perform. Um, look, there'll be no shortage of clubs coming in for Cristiano Ronaldo. Doesn't matter what age he is, how he's performing. I don't no know though. Oh, there will be. There like will who be. though? Who? But who? I would be very, very surprised if Bayern didn't go in with this injury to Sadio Mane. I'd be, be very, yeah. very surprised. There, but he's going to have to take... His wages. Yeah, so he's he going to have to take a massive Champions League football, he will. He will do that. The only uh, thing is... He's got enough money. And I think Real Madrid, he could go for them as well. Bansman's injured. Um, but, like, look, although he's annoyed all of us here, I am still a Ronaldo fan. I oh, yeah. I want to see him do well. And I think he's an icon of Manchester United. And I think he'll be welcome back to Old Trafford with open arms whenever he does eventually return. Yeah. Um, I would love... For six months to see him play alongside Messi at PSG, yeah, that'd yeah, be fun. That'd as be long fun. as he doesn't go to like a, he's not gonna go to the city or whatever. Or I think he go to Chelsea, maybe. 
I don't know. I don't think he would be against going to Chelsea, and I don't think he would be against going to Newcastle, saying that there's an offer or something. Um, but would Eddie Howe want them? I don't yeah. think Eddie Howe would want them. I can't see I don't, I don't think that. Eddie Howe will have much say in Well, that's true. Yeah, but I because though the deal weren't, wasn't it like they're, he's going to go to Newcastle and then he's going to go to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia like, yeah. That's the way it's going to go. Well, um, I can't see Eddie Howe wanting them. And if it's one of the, as you said, Eddie Howe's not going to have much of a say in it, it could be one of those that breaks the team. Yeah, that is going extremely well at the minute. Um, look, I know you can't discount the name Cristiano Ronaldo, and you talk about wages, and he will demand a high wage. But whatever clubs he goes to is going to sell his wages and jerseys anyway in about yeah. five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I know there's teams managers aren't going to want them, but boards are going to want them, and that's, that's right. the issue. That's what's going to cause big clubs to go in for him. Uh, it might not necessarily managers want them for their state of football, but it's going to be chairman saying, I want Cristiano Ronaldo in my club for the exposure, the, the revenue, social media, owner, be looking at him, yeah. the shirt, shirt sales, yeah. the promotional material, I want Ronaldo there. So he is going to land somewhere and more, more like, most likely land somewhere big. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, Chelsea and Newcastle, I think, would definitely look at him in the Premier League. Again, I completely agree with you, Owen and Connor. I, I don't think that would be an Eddie Howe signing whatsoever. And again, you know, we were talking about how Oli dealt with Ronaldo. I don't really see how Howe deals with Ronaldo yeah. either. Because it sounds a bit funny when you when you say it like, Ronaldo versus Wilson you know, know it's, it's know, a bit funny but that's a genuine debate that you could have because Ronaldo's playing that poorly at but the Wilson's moment playing really well, and, and Wilson's he, he works in the form so hard for the life. team he works for that team exactly I think so, it, you're right Chelsea's the I would say yeah Chelsea. probably the most likely destination Tom Bowley wants him Tom Bowley wants him and Potter's new there so we probably won't have a yeah. say there say, yeah. you know, so look I would say most likely destination in the in the Premier League is probably Chelsea yeah. with Newcastle just slightly behind um, but I, I, I see I'm the same way inclined as you, Oren. I don't know why Bayern wouldn't go in for him, especially because Mane is going to be out for a big chunk of time. Real Madrid as well. Benzema is going to be out for a big chunk, chunk yeah. of time too. I think Ronaldo could go back to these places and still perform mm-hmm. because they're slower leagues. And I, I think he would still get goals out of them. But mm-hmm. um, the only thing I would disagree with you on, boys, is I don't really think he's actually going to have that good of a World Cup because mm-hmm. I don't think he's been playing all that well, nor has he been playing all that often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... For him to come in and, and realistically this be the last chance to go and win a World Cup, um, and it's a shame because he's, he's they're my sweepstakes oh, no. team, <laughs> but um, I, I just I don't see him having that that impact. You know, funny I actually do think he might be dropped for Portugal. Can't see it. Like nah. during the World Cup, not yeah. a chance. Yeah. Ronaldo, not I don't chance. think so. Do you not think? Not I don't know. I, think I don't think the I, I think manager would have the authority to even he, do that. He, he captained and managed Portugal two years. <laughs> yeah. An awful, an, an awful. Cristiano Ronaldo is still a hell of a lot better than an Andre Silva. Yeah. yeah look, and I, then Yata's injured as well. They I, don't look, really have I agree striker. with you there, but I think they have better forward options than Ronaldo. I yeah. think I think you like know Felix when you have Felix and Leao. Well, they probably do like on form and all as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But you see, if Cristiano Ronaldo was dropped by Portugal, mm-hmm. the Portuguese fans would riot. Yeah. Because yeah. he is an icon of yeah. Portugal and rightfully yeah. so. Like, yeah. But if he was dropped, like be, you, you said at that time when we were in Portugal, you walked in the street and. Everything is Ronaldo. Everything, yeah. tiles, statues, everything. Like it's literally you, you want a beach tile. Oh, there's Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah. You want you yeah. want a jersey for five euro. Ronaldo. 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 Yeah. 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 
Rolando. Rolando, <laughs> yeah. Depending on how cheap you want to go. <laughs> it's just, you know, this whole idea of winning, winning a World Cup, you know, I just feel like Ronaldo actually, again, hinders Portugal more than he actually helps them, to be completely honest. Yeah. At this stage of his career, obviously not throughout his career, but just at this particular stage of his career, I think Portugal are better forward options than, than Ronaldo at the minute, especially on current form. Like, I think Leao is a better player than Ronaldo currently. Mm. I think... Mm. The one you would debate is Felix because Felix hasn't been particularly great for yeah. Atletico, but like Felix will probably be Portugal's future yeah. as yeah. such. Um, I just think they have better forward options than Ronaldo currently. I think Ronaldo will score if he goes to the World Cup, but I don't think Portugal will actually go that far. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't think they're a good team as people make out to be. Well, look, I'm hoping because I have. You have them. Sorry, sorry, you quit riding on it. So am I. So I don't look that stupid. <laughs> Big ups, Joe Pelini, the twenty-one-year-old kid. <laughs> and finally, then just to finish off this Ronaldo segment, then obviously United are going to need a replacement in John Ray. Just quick fire, who replaces Ronaldo? I would have said Ivan Tony before what happened. Yeah, but I just go Gakpo. 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 Memphis to pay. Memphis to pay. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. Um, I say, I think we should go in for Oshiman. Oshiman, yeah. I again, I'm stuck between either Gakpo or Oshiman. I think it just yeah. depends on who's more financially viable. Yeah. In Look, January, I can't see them. I think yeah, no. no. I think Gakpo is no. more realistic. Gakpo is more realistic. Yeah. Well, there is rumblings about a bit of financial trouble at PSV. Yeah, um, yeah. The pay could it's actually be the pay is probably yeah, more realistic as well. The pay is more realistic as well yeah. because Barcelona probably Gakpo's worth more than him. Yeah. Oh yeah, in today's market, 100. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason why they couldn't get both. Look, Gakpo already has over 30 goal contributions this, this yeah, season. Scored scored uh, Monday there. Yeah. I think they would have already had Gakpo if they could have got rid of Ronaldo. Ronaldo. In the yeah, summer. Probably, the, yeah. Well, look, I'm not going to lie. If, if Gakpo comes through the door, I'd, I'd be, be happy. A, I'd be a yeah. very, very happy man. Yeah. So would I. Um, who takes the iconic number seven? Alejandro Granacho. Granacho? Granacho, yeah. yeah. If he signs this new deal... <laughs> Dubbed head. <laughs> <laughs> Memphis to pay when he comes back. <laughs> if he signs this new deal, I guess Granacho's to take. Yeah. Be nice, like one there. But see the one thing at last bit as well. See the way like Pierce Morgan, his interview style and all. Like even the way, do you know that he's talking about his son was like lapping on him basically. Yeah. Like he didn't even ask him, how does that look for your son in the future? Mm-hmm. You're meant to be his role model. You're mm-hmm. meant to be people's role model. Like it was just such a poor interview. Like it was. I just thought it was, it was a yes man thing. Yeah. Ronaldo knew those questions were coming in and all that stuff. Pierce Morgan. Like. No, I would just be like Pierce Morgan's a big Ronaldo fan. He wasn't going to yeah. sit there and criticise him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know? that was it. Just talking about Garnacho there, I think the timing of the interview. Oh, yeah, was it was perfect. Yeah. Garnacho had just scored the winner. And Ronaldo's his hero. And Ronaldo's mm-hmm. his hero. And I think he disrespected that kid, to be honest. I know. Well, look, that's the way it is. Gotta let it go, boys. Gotta let it go. All right, so for the second biggest news story that broke down last night. Manchester United are formally searching for somebody to possibly buy the club. Now, I've seen a few things on social media last night from a few reliable journalists. Um, Samuel Lockhurst had a couple of tweets up there last night. Apparently, the Glazers want in excess of nine billion to buy Man United. I have seen also, though, um, it was Sky Sports first broke this, and I've seen it was Cowboy uh, Solihull, I think that's how you say his name. Um, he said if United order to be sold, it's going to be quick. And that motions are already in place. Mm-hmm. Alex Crook said that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's most likely going to be the US investors. Yeah. Well, the only thing is, the Jim Ratcliffe, his foundation and his consortium, they released a no-comment statement last night, which made me think that maybe they're... 
Now, and again, I've seen another tweet from, I think it might have been Karolanka of The Athletic. He had said that the lawyer that dealt with the sale of Chelsea, and, the, and he's currently trying to deal with the sale of Liverpool, is also working with, with Man United at the minute as yeah. well, which makes me, and he's working with the Jim Ratcliffe Consortium, which mm. makes me feel like maybe Ratcliffe's in to buy either Liverpool or United. Well, he formally pulled out of Liverpool. He said he wasn't going to Liverpool. Well, if he's formally pulled out of Liverpool, that would make me think that maybe... But he maybe also said he wasn't moved. interested in United. He didn't say this last night after this news, Yeah. but whenever he was asked about Liverpool, when FSG put them up for sale... He said, I'm not interested in buying a football club anymore. Yeah. That was the thing. Could he afford it? Like, that's a crazy evaluation. They were saying like 68, maybe he's more likely. Yeah. But I think Orange right as well. I think there's stuff probably set in place already. Yeah. Because they wouldn't just come out with a statement out of nothing. Well, look. They know something. It's been, what, 17 years of Glazer ownership. I know. Overall, what's the assessment here, lads? What do we feel? (laughs) (laughs) Not that it's going to be a positive assessment, but... How, how are we feeling? Look, I'm not going to lie, this is absolutely welcome news to me, to yeah, be completely yeah, it's good honest. good news, like. You know, how many times have we been glazers out, glazers out, glazers out, yeah. and now the protests have finally been heard, the fans are being heard, and it looks like the club's going to be sold on. Now, yes, another set of US investors does not excite me whatsoever. No. That's the thing as well, if somebody does bet for that $68 billion, yeah. what are they going to invest back in? The only thing I would say is, maybe Bowley is the turnaround you know, Bowley's an American, he's come in, he's bought Chelsea, and he, he seems, seems to really, yeah. but he seems to really care about Chelsea, yeah. and he seems to really care about investing in the club and investing in the future. Look, yes, we all questioned the reasons to sack Tuchel, but he got in the manager that he believed could deliver Chelsea success. Yeah. He definitely backed Chelsea in the transfer window, says but he's going to he back them again. He had promised $1.75 billion yeah. back into the club. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get that from... Well, I would say so. I would say so. You need to. Like, would say so. You need to. I don't think they would... Sell United for nine billion and not clear the debt. And not clear the debt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like we've been talking about the Glazers and all for years, um, and I think it's very easy for non-Manchester United fans to say, "Oh, how he's not been back to the biggest spending club in the last decade or whatever." But none of that's been investment from the Glazers that's yeah. all been revenue money from Manchester United that's yeah. why we're in so much debt because mm-hmm. the Glazers keep taking money out of United not putting money into it mm-hmm. um, I don't know I think look I'll be welcome I'll be welcome with any change mm-hmm. because it's been awful yeah um, but yeah Owen what do you think uh, well obviously I'm not involved in it as you already said I'm from the outside looking in and as I see, United are spending money, but as you say, they are in debt. United's club needs a lot of investment. Like Connor touched on earlier on with Old Trafford. Yeah, if you look at yeah, the rest of the other big six stadiums, Arsenal built a new stadium in 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man City built a new stadium. Tottenham's got a new stadium. Liverpool's uh, done a lot of work the Anfield. They're expanding stands. Um, Chelsea are uh, planning to build a new Stamford Bridge. There is, Tom, new stadium. there is nothing like that in the works for Man United. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everton. Old Trafford is rotting. Yeah. Literally rotting. Everton's building a brand new stadium that looks class yeah. in Merseyside. Like, Manchester United. When, when was the last time there was work done there? Old, Old Trafford. Trafford. Um, they, they did a bit of cleaning work on it over uh, the summer. Oh, they, yeah. they, they threw a bit of paint on it. About so the, they they keep putting the poster yeah. up. The leaking roof. Yeah. The leaking roof. That's right, yeah. 
Look, Ronaldo alluded to it there earlier on when he said, you know, United's 10 years, 15 years behind the top clubs in Europe. You know, I think that's that 10, 15 years is dominant because that's under Glazer ownership. That's when Glazers come in. I think the one thing you would say is, and the one thing I can't understand, and that if new owners come in, I hope there's a whole restructuring of the club because we have bankers yeah, in footballing jobs. Yeah. Our club is not run as a football club. And no. look, wider fans in the football community need to understand this. It's all well and good for everybody to take pot shots at Man United. And it is. <laughs> you know, most We fans, do it to other clubs, too. We, look, we do it to other clubs. But look, ma- uh, every other fan that's not a Man United fan is happy to see Man United struggling. And look, I get it. When, when, you, when, you, when you were the dominant side, it's, it's easy to have pot shots at us when we're not at our best. But I don't even think we're not at our best because it's anything to do with playing style, management. I, like, I don't think any of the managers have been particularly in the wrong. I just think the way our club is set up is not set up to succeed at the minute. With bankers and footballing jobs, our recruitment department's absolutely shocking compared to the other clubs. Yeah. The, it, the clubs like Brighton are showing us up now in terms of the recruitment department. Yeah. Yeah. How many windows of the Glazer ownership have we consistently got wrong? Because I don't think we've got a window right it's even like, in, in my lifetime anyway. A lot of the bands, a lot of like panic as well. You know, it's the timing as well. Like Casemiro, he came in, we, we bought him last minute and uh, it took him, how long, how long did it take him? I know he's been playing really well, but it took him like weeks and weeks and weeks to get to the fitness and stuff. Like mm-hmm. Man City, Liverpool, they have their targets, they have it set out, start of the transfer window, they get their players in, get them in. The with jail, the, other team, the, the jail, yeah. they're flying from the start. Yeah. United, look at our first two results. 4-0 to Brentford and we lost the Brighton first game yep. and then suddenly get Casemiro and get these players in to get used to it you know we're losing out in points here like it's yeah. just as you say we're run by bankers well, well that's it like the, the football club is a, it's essentially run as a business and I understand the football clubs are businesses now yes yeah. but at the same time the football is what's the most important thing and the winning should be the most important yeah. thing and look I hope whatever owners come in hold the values of the club to, to account you know this is a winning football club hasn't been for a number of years but look people can say what they want here we're a massive club look, people can take digs at me for saying this I, d- I don't care biggest club in the world maybe it is the biggest football club in the world it's a winning football club it needs to be back at the top it's as simple as that the fan, Man United fans don't deserve yeah. to be in the position that we're in now where we have to watch the same dross every week and wonder are we going to do anything this season or is this just going to be an off season of mediocrity that I have to f- forget about but because the thing well, it doesn't yeah. matter like last season didn't matter it's not fair season before that didn't matter again that's not fair yeah. and I know it, this maybe sounds privileged and entitled here to be saying this as a Man United fan but the simple fact is Man United are a top club and they should be one of the top clubs not only in England but in Europe they need to be competing on a European level as well Definitely. it's as simple as that this club's too big to be laying 5th or 6th in the Premier yeah. League it's a bar So whoever comes in needs to put investment into the club. They need to get the right structures in place, get the right people around them and direct the football club out of the mud that it's currently sitting in. But even like when we're banned as well, we're as as in their panic band, so teams are just taking advantage of us. They're throwing They're taking the piss. They're throwing crazy fees. Like look at that Anthony deal. I know Anthony's a good player and all. We could have had him at the start of the summer for 40, 50 million. Yeah. Suddenly we're paying 80 million for this player. Yeah. Double the price, which money could have been put into Gakpo. Yeah. Better, you know. No, who, just, no whoever whoever is negotiating our transfers oh, is taking like, the absolute Ed Woodward piss. as well was just dreadful because what he was doing was offering massive wages, yeah. massive long contracts. She couldn't get rid of the players. Yeah. We're throwing boys on loan. Like, look at Sanchez, we had to pay him out. You know, it's just a disaster. It's just... You know, as the one was saying there, like people are just like, oh, you get sure you spend like a billion, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's not their money. Mm-hmm. It's they're taking it from the club. I seen like they're they've spent like in, since twenty sixteen one hundred sixty six million they took out in dividends to shareholders for profit. You know, in the club, it's just 
Madness. It's just madness. Like all we are like a business. Well, that's all it. you ever hear. Do with you the see, like, so yeah. Man United can fund the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. It's as simple as that. There, yeah. they literally fund that American football but team. See, Owen, I know. Yeah, Owen, you like you know Arsenal, obviously. You know yeah. Stan Kroenke. He was he. He's kind of similar in that way, wasn't he? Like he was kind of funding the Rams. Would you? Yeah. Uh, when I was like, when I was really on the Arsenal, I was too young to understand what an owner was. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought, why are Arsenal playing? <laughs> well, why is why is uh, Giroud <laughs> always injured? Um, Best player ever. I know. Cold and bitter. But obviously, I've, I've grown up a bit now, and I look at Stan Kroenke, and I I I follow American football as well, and Stan Kroenke is not liked yeah. in America either because yeah. yeah. the American football team he owns, he's like. Don't worry, lads. I'm not going to move. He's yeah. he's not going to move. Oh, two days later. By the way, <laughs> we're in LA. Don't yeah. worry about it, lads. <laughs> yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Um. But I'm looking into what Connor's saying there about United being a top club, and no club has a divine right to be at the top. And United are in a crucial part of probably their history now. United need to get it right, and they need to get it right soon. Yeah. Because for the last decade, they've got it really wrong. Mm-hmm. I alluded earlier on talking about the managers. Um, there's clearly internal structural problems United because they brought in managers who've been successful and were Jose Mourinho one of the best managers of all time w- wasn't unsuccessful at United but wasn't successful what United fans needed but he won trophies he didn't win trophies that he didn't win Champions League he didn't win Premier League yeah. um, Louis van Gaal great manager unsuccessful um, they got Ten Hag in now it's too early to call it it's not going great but it's a rebuilding project that's always going to happen in the first season yeah. Ralph Ragnick has been successful elsewhere. They've had managers. David Moyes um, has been, he's been, had successful spells at Everton, successful spells at West Ham. It was very, very poor at United. There's clearly, if the same piece is failing over and over again, it mightn't be the, that piece's fault. It's yeah. something else mm-hmm. that's causing that issue. Um, it could be, and I know it might be a bit mad to say this, and probably a bit early, but if United continue to get it wrong, the other teams are only going to get further and further ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And could United end up being a team that falls away like a Nottingham Forest or 100%. something who are European champions who are only back in the Premier League now? Yeah. Aston yeah. Villa's won a European champion, they're mid table Premier League. Yeah. Like I don't think that will happen to a club like United and people tight about this phrase, they're too big to fail. But eventually, if you keep failing, you're not too big to fail yeah. and United are starting to get in that very slippery slope, which is very hard to get back up on. Well, next year like this, this, this particular season here, it's been ten years since we won the Premier League. It's a long time. I know. I think it's. it's I think it was right time. as well. Like we've got these managers in that have been good other places. I think a lot of us just like we're looking quick fixes. Yeah. We're buying older players like Falcao and Cavani. We didn't buy them, but they're coming in. So in Stagger, we're just looking quick fixes. We'll just get even. Just get a one Premier League or just get a Europa League or something, yeah. and that'll just get the fans out of the way. Yeah. They'll not be as annoying. Mm-hmm. And. It didn't happen, you know, so I feel, we just need a huge change. I feel that's what Ronaldo's saying was about, what Connor said there yeah. about uh, keeping the fans happy. Yeah, it, it was. It was for yeah. a couple of months. We got Ronaldo, we got Varane, we got Sancho. Yeah. My United are back. But all big back. names. All big, big names. names. Yeah. Get, get in the back of the Daily Mail and the Sun. Big, big flash headlines. No substance. No. Yeah. The young players were like I know we're Granacho and stuff at the academy, but we need to keep investing in the academy and yeah. things like that because other teams will take us over in that department too, like Man City. They have very like some good young players coming through. Yeah. So look at Arsenal. Arsenal United are the perfect comparison. Arsenal's for a good other, example. Because yeah. both were extremely successful in the early two thousands. 
both have fallen off, but Arsenal have got it right. They yeah. got Arteta in. They invested in Arteta. Yeah. They got the right people around Arteta, not just on the bench, but in the boardroom. They've invested in young players. Look at their academy. Saka's come through that Arsenal academy. Smith Rowe. Yeah. Um, and even though like, the likes of Martinelli didn't come from Arsenal's academy, they bought him raw. That's recruitment, though. That's recruitment. That's recruitment that there, like, you know what I mean? Literally, Arsenal and United have followed, followed the same path, yeah. but where Arsenal have got the business decisions right and not went after big names and stupid signings. Like, how many times has Benzema supposed to come to Arsenal? <laughs> yeah. It never happened. I'd love to have seen Benzema at Arsenal, but it was never going to happen. But Arteta came in and I was like, right, we'll get Gabriel Jesus. Good, proven Premier League striker, yeah. not just going to get you goals. Bring other and he's in. young as well. We'll bring Martin yeah. Odegaard in. We know his talent. He didn't. It didn't work out for him at Real, but he's found his home now. We'll get young players up. We'll get Saka. We'll get yeah. Smith Rowe playing with Bray Young with Martinelli. We got Tierney, Tommy Asu. These are all good, like not big flash money signings, mm-hmm. but really good signings in terms of what they want. Like they spent fifty million on Ben White, and everybody laughed at them, but that was a good signing. He's our Going to be, he's playing right back at the minute. He can play centre back. Mm-hmm. He's the perfect signing for a team that's trying to build something for the future. Mm-hmm. United aren't doing that. Spent fifty million on Saka. He's oh, he's no. going to be out the door now. I oh, know. He's probably he, that's to do with recruitment. Yeah, and you know scouting, and that's and huge. It comes back to what you were saying earlier on about teams taking the piss for United. They take the piss of teams in the Premier League anyway with transfer fees. Yeah, they're going to do it even more for United. It's it's literally it's it's bids coming in for. 60 million on the boardroom sitting there laughing and go how long base how long base let me see, let me see if I can get 80 million out of them yeah, I yeah. want 80 million base the said yeah the said yeah. yeah that's literally what's happening with United at the minute yeah. we have transfer fees and it's an internal issue it's not on the field an issue it's not on the bench issue it's clearly something in the club's hierarchy yeah. and in the boardroom and will selling necessarily change that it remains to be seen as you were saying a club if 9 billion is a lot of money yeah. to buy a football club yeah it is if you fork out nine billion, are you gonna be interested really in investing, or do you just want your money back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, the, if it doesn't work out quickly, they, there's gonna be owners like right, just sell jerseys, sell tickets, and get us our money back yeah. and get us out of here. Does mm-hmm. it? The yeah, Super League, true. I think, was the one though that made them all kind of leave now because you know even like Liverpool owners are leaving, they're looking to sell. Yeah, it was a huge. That was going to be a huge moneymaker for them. It was. And obviously it fell through. It so. fell through, so yeah, there's... I think they're just really... I think I heard something <coughs> say it's like United's like a cash cow and just we've run out of milk. Yeah. They just don't... They just can't get any much... Or they can't get any more money out of us. So we're like, the... We need to sell them now. Because they, like, they're just... They might think maybe we're... On the slide. On the slide. So they're like, we need to get out. I would say a telling money. thing about a new owner coming in would be if he put down looking at your jersey, Connor. Pop football club back on our crest. I think that would be a very, very telling thing for a new owner to come in and show that, yeah, no, I, I want to improve this club. This is a football yeah. club, not a business. Yeah. It was looked like that. That's the thing. Like we talked about Bowley earlier. Like, yes, <laughs> Bowley comes across as a bit of a clown at times. Like, but the one thing you would say about Bowley is he's enthusiastic. He's trying, like. He's trying. Yeah. He, 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 you can tell he wants Chelsea Football Club to succeed. You, you can tell that, yes, they're not playing particularly well at the minute, but. That there's there's clearly a plan there mm-hmm. for the yeah. next you know five ten years. And right? he's got his manager in that he yeah. wants now. Yeah, yeah. So however long his tenureship is at, at Chelsea, you can tell there's there's a clear plan there, and then, and it's likely going to be successful. Exactly. Yeah. So you can just hope that if someone comes in to buy Man United, because it is still an if question at the minute, the the possibilities just being explored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we were to finally get rid of the Glazers, 
God, I couldn't take another. I couldn't take another 17 years of. That's what I'm worried about. Just crop see who comes in, you know. That's why you just don't want to get too excited. Yeah. But I do think they will sell. I do think coming out with that statement that it's going to be. It's sell. Now's, now's the time to go. United just need completely red up, red out, cleared out from top to bottom. New people brought in, and just need a complete reset. Really. Yeah. And yeah. it's going to take definitely time. That is. And United fans have to accept that it's going to take time, which football fans often struggle to do. It's very easy to uh, get Ten Hag out or whatever, but they just need to appreciate that it's going to be a progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a process, and it's going to take a lot of time to fix what's wrong with United because there's a lot of things wrong with Manchester United at the moment. Well, thank you for listening, folks. Um, this has been, like I said, the first in our in our new instalment on our new YouTube channel, Bottom Bins Extra. Basically, we're going to use the extra channel if some massive breaking news yeah. stories sort of come out. We we might come in, record maybe shorter podcasts. Yes, yeah. I know this dragged on a wee bit, but it's just because... It got emotional. Yeah, it got emotional because <laughs> yeah. we're Man United fans. Like, yeah. this is stuff that we... We're it, but this is a big football story yeah. as well. This it's, is just not Man yeah, United. It's know? important to us. So, look, yeah. this this one did sort of go over our, our expectation yeah. a wee yeah. bit. But, look, we sort of hope that the bottom ends extra, the podcast there, will maybe only be half an hour to 45 minutes long, yeah. Even roughly. if they are podcasts, we might just have... An odd video. An odd, yeah, at the odd 15, 15, 20 minute video, just depending on what the topic is. But yes, look, go on ahead. Please subscribe to the Bottom Bins Extra as well as our our main channel too. Um, If you're listening to this for the first time, it's the first time you're hearing our voices, go over onto the main channel, check out our previous podcasts, Mm -hmm. have a listen. And look, guys, don't be afraid to get involved in the comment section. Let us know if you think we're we're talking wet. We're talking rubbish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let us know. Any, Any feedback is much appreciated. And look, once again, we'd like to thank you. If you just want to follow on over to the website, our website is Oren. Do you want to? It's uh, bottombenspod.wordpress.com. And if you want to follow our Twitter handle, it it's is just at bottombenspod. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, look, like we said, go on over ahead, listen out, look out for us in the future. We're going to have our World Cup episode um, coming out. Well, tonight we're, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so it'll be out tonight by the time you might have heard this. Um, and like I said, every Wednesday we have a podcast um, that comes out. So go on ahead, check us out. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.